Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode 17, and this show is brought to you by Prairie Smoke and Spice Barbecue Rubs and Sauces. These small batch competition spice rubs have been been used on meat to win hundreds of awards in competition barbecue. They have also won some pretty big awards on their own. Their tumbleweed all-purpose rub is currently number one in the world, according to the National Barbecue Association. Find them at retailers all over Alberta or by visiting www.prairiebarbecue.com. That's www.prairiebbq.com. Before we get going with this week's interview, just a couple of quick notes. I want to say a quick thank you and a shout-out to uh, Travis and Ty from the 2 and Out CFL podcast for the mention on their show last week. Uh, they had been, uh, on a previous episode, had been talking about their love of pierogies, and I threw up a uh, video clip of me cooking some pierogies here and copy tagged them in it, I guess, and uh, they saw that and uh, gave me a little mention and thank, uh, thanked me for the pierogi video. So thanks, guys. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work and hope to... Uh, run into you guys at Grey Cup in Edmonton in a couple of weeks. Speaking of Grey Cup, this past weekend was semi-final weekend here in the Canadian Football League. Um, the Ticats out in Hamilton stomped the Lions. So once again, no crossover team advancing uh, to the big game. Uh, Ty Hamilton will face Ottawa in Ottawa next uh, this coming Sunday for the chance to head over to Edmonton for the Grey Cup. And uh, really happy. Very, very excited. My Winnipeg Blue Bombers, my home team, uh, defeated the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Regina. And uh, that means a trip for Winnipeg here to Calgary this coming weekend to take on the Stamps. And uh, again, the winner of that up to Edmonton next week for Grey Cup. Me and the boys are heading up there. Looking forward to seeing a lot of folks and uh, having a lot of fun. And um, yeah. Update on the curling team Shalafour. Another loss last week. We are have fallen to 0-4 and 1 in the Springbank Curling Club Tuesday night men's league. Still searching for that first win. The Alberta Barbecue Trail Passport Program. Just a couple of weeks left in this. Get out there. Get your passport stamped. Get it in. Win some prizes. www.albertabbqtrail.ca/passport. You can get yours there and at the participating restaurants until the end of November. For this week's episode of the show, uh, my conversation with Jay Potter of Prairie Dog Brewing. They are another new Alberta craft beer brewer on the scene in Calgary, up uh, in the city's southeast, out by Chinook Center. And uh, besides some great-looking beers on the menu, they have a wonderful really good barbecue menu and uh first part of our show here is uh jay and i chatting about the restaurant's origins and stuff and then uh, we take a break while we have a little bit of that wonderful barbecue and then talk about the food a little more in the second part so check it out they've got a lot of great uh, fun stuff happening there they do have shuffleboard 
and uh yeah just a real neat nice big spacious wide open place so get down there check them out but first listen in to my conversation with jay potter of prairie dog brewing all right folks we are here for another episode of the eat more barbecue podcast i hope the background noise isn't too bad but today we're uh down here at prairie dog brewing calgary i'm uh, welcome uh Welcome, Jay Potter, to the show. Welcome, Jay. Thanks. I appreciate being on. Uh, thrilled we finally have been trying to hook this up for a little while. Glad yeah, we finally it's, made it's it. It's been uh, busy. We've both been busy. Made it work, yeah. got sick one day that we wanted to do it. That's right, yeah. yeah. Feeling better now? I'm feeling All great. better, yeah. yeah. Awesome. You got a cold beer in front of you? I right? do. Yes. <laughs> First one of the day. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sticking around to uh, sit down with me, no Jay. No problem. So, uh, before we get into uh, the Prairie Dog story, tell me your... Uh, I like to ask people their, their barbecue story. How did you... So my barbecue story actually is fairly... It's uh, it's not at all very interesting. Um, I have a culinary background. I've been cooking since I was 14. My grandfather was uh, owned a couple of restaurants back in, in Ontario. Okay. Taught all my uncles how to cook. He was, uh, he was a cook during the Second World War. Um, and when I started cooking at a young age, he kind of... Uh, I wouldn't say took me under his wing, but okay. he, he always wanted to show me things. Nice. So, so my culinary background is definitely a lot more eclectic than than simply barbecue. Right. Uh, so I've been cooking in and out of kitchen since I was 14 years old. I spent three years also working for uh, Cisco Food Service back in Toronto selling groceries. So I saw that side of the business yep. as well. Um, I ran a couple kitchens while I was in university and did my apprenticeship after that. Awesome. Got my Red Seal accreditation in 2011. Yep. And uh, barbecue is really a new thing to me. Yep. Um, we always knew that we wanted to have a smoker here at Prairie Dog. Oh. And there's there's my phone going. Yeah. Right. We always wanted to have a smoker here, but uh, it was always going to be a small kind of aspect of our business. Right. When. Uh, when we were when we were initially designing the space, uh, we had I had 15 feet more kitchen line. Okay. We had to fire our first designer of the space because we sent plans into the city, mm-hmm. and they came back and said your your bathrooms aren't wide enough for for accessibility. The hallway isn't wide enough for accessibility. So we had to expand the bathrooms, which shortened the kitchen. Okay, so you lost. Uh, so I lost, lost 15 space. feet of the uh, the kitchen line. Yeah. And uh, so with the money that we saved on the hood vents and the other equipment, I turned to our president, brewmaster Jared, and we, we had always talked about doing a little bit of barbecue. And I yep. said, hey, why don't we why don't we go out and get a really big smoker? And why don't we kind of make that the showcase of what we do here? So we have Canada's largest um, restaurant commercial barbecue pit smoker. Wow. Uh, it's custom made in Mesquite, Texas, weighs 6,700 pounds empty. That'd be a J&R? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the Euler yeah, uh, yeah. 1300E. You've okay. seen one before. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a beast. We call him Clifford. He's yeah. big and red. Clifford, the big red smoker. So that's a uh, rotisserie. Yeah, yeah. rotisserie okay. style. Yeah. Uh, can fit 1800 pounds of meat in the capacity. 18. 1800. Wow. Which is which is should be more than we should ever need as a 210 seat restaurant. Yeah. But we do use some uh, offsite catering as well. Of course, yeah. Just started to get into that, um, trying to expand the business. We've only yeah. been open for four and a half months, but 
expansion is coming. Uh, we're starting to do wholesale on the on the beer side as well as uh, I just had a meeting with my sous chef and my head prep cook on on going into retail foods as well. So awesome. I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but I've yet to be in to Texas. Yeah, okay, well, I've yeah. never been to Texas. Um, I've had a little bit of barbecue in my travels yeah, down sure. there, but uh, it's not something that I ever asked, aspired to do until until the opportunity arose. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of how I learned. You know, yeah. I learned through reading books and watching YouTube videos, watching yeah. Franklin, and Franklin watching on YouTube. Books and, and seeing how people do it different yeah. ways and just experimenting. Yeah. I, you know, I think we make a pretty good product here. There's always room for improvement. But yeah, if you're not uh, anyone who would tell you the same thing, right? You're always uh, you know, guys always, that have been doing it for 30 years will say they're always always learning. That's the thing with barbecue, right? It's uh, you got to tweak. It's always you gotta, uh, you gotta watch what you're doing. Awesome. Uh, so the you've been open four and a half months here. You said. Uh, much bigger spot than I was expecting uh, when I drove up. On the <laughs> yeah, well, we're a full restaurant, 210 yeah. seats. Yeah, we're a full brewery. Yeah, and that you know the kitchen takes up an awful lot of space. The yes. brewery takes up an awful lot yeah. of space. We have uh, 12,000 square feet here. Yep. And uh, we really want it to be a place that you know you can bring your family, you can bring a big group of friends. Yeah. Where. Even if you don't eat meat or even if you don't drink beer, there's always an option here for you. And you've got, uh, there's a bit of an event going on. If you've got an area you can yeah, kind of so curtain the, off for events yeah, and that kind of thing. The, so that's a semi-private dining area, yeah. what we like to call the borough. The borough, okay. Um, prairie dog names, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we have, we're, we're starting to book up for a lot of events happening awesome. for Christmas and whatnot, yeah. so business is going Couldn't well. be the we, busy time for that You time. bet. Yeah. We, uh, we were really surprised we turned a profit in our third month being open. Nice. Um, all of our debts are getting paid off. It's, it's, going, like a little, yeah, so, it's uh, going a little bit better than we had anticipated the start being, yeah. and eventually the, the, my four partners and I are probably going to take a salary at some point in time. No, that's, that's the goal, right? And many of us have been without a paycheck for several years now. Yeah. And everything that we have has been poured into these poured four into walls. This, yeah. and it's, a, it's a labor of love, and I tell you what, not a single day has felt like work. Yeah, well, that's, so, you, you know you're doing something right when uh, yeah. when you can say that, right? Absolutely. So tell me, I guess we can start talk about the, uh, I know that's not your side of the business specifically, the brewery side of thing, your uh, your beers that you're making. Uh, your yeah, menu. so uh, we're working on a, a ten barrel, or sorry, a ten hectoliter system. Uh, so that's the brew house itself. Uh, we can make ten uh, ten hectoliters. Our yeah. fermenters are twice that size, so we double batch to go in the fermenters. Right. We have four conical fermenters out in the open right now. Uh, behind those green walls back there, I know our listeners can't hear it, yeah. can't see it, but yeah. uh, we have we have six conditioning tanks back there. That's okay. It's an awfully big beer cooler. Yeah. Okay. So those conditioning tanks are the same size as these fermenters. Okay. And then, so we fill up the fermenters, ferment the beer, pipe it into the conditioning tanks, okay. and then those, uh, all those lines get run underneath the ground. So one of the one of the benefits of building out from kind of scratch here was right. that we dug out 
the concrete, we ran our beer lines underneath instead of running up and over. And yep. there's there's a lot of problems associated with that as far as heat transfer and whatnot. So yeah, and would that help with kind of some natural cooling? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Natural cooling. It's a constant temperature right. throughout the summer, throughout the winter. So it's yep. it, it reduces the foam that ends up in the beer as well. Yep. Um, you're right. It's not my area of expertise, no, but yep. but after moving here uh, and working with Jared and Tyler in the brew house uh, in the garage brew house, okay. uh, learning how to brew beer, learning, learned a bit about it. I've uh, actually quite a bit more than I ever anticipated myself knowing about beer. So yeah. it helps when people ask and Absolutely. they want to talk about it. Yeah. And I know a little bit about it. Um, right now we have uh, hopped wheat on tap. We have uh, our second IPA. Uh, Coconut Brown is brand new that we've, we've uh, brought out this past weekend. Uh, we have a coal style in the tanks right now. We're going to do a, uh, our first porter shortly. Um, one of the great things about our concept and our our space is that we're, we can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. All the beer that, right now at least, all the beer that we produce here is served in-house. Yeah. We are going to be doing some keg sales right. uh, eventually with wholesale, but yeah. it allows Tyler and Jared, our, our brewmaster, and my brother Tyler, our head brewer, to... Yeah. To, to be very unique in the styles that they want to do and they're kind of whimsical as well so right. it's, there's a lot of seasonality involved there's a lot of different things so, yeah. so how many uh, of your beers could you have going at once as far as on tap serving what's the well we've got uh, we've got 20 taps out here okay. so right now we have 12 lines up to those taps right um, the brewing process takes a few weeks, anywhere from you know two to four weeks, five weeks for some styles. So we could continuously brew and brew and brew and, and put that beer in kegs once it's right. conditioned. And right. so we then, could yeah. we could have twelve beers on tap right, right. now, but it's uh, it takes a long time for that beer to be ready. Right. And by the time it's ready, it's already sold out. So yeah. for the first two beers that we had, the hop tweed and the IPA, um, we were darn near sold out of those by the time those ones were ready to be put on tap so wow. it's uh people like beer as yeah, they do yeah. yeah it's it's easy to it's easy to sell it in this town for yeah. sure and you're putting bringing in some other other yeah, folks absolutely. here as well got, uh, that's that's one of the great things about having a class a restaurant as well is that we're able to bring in all of our friends right. beers as well um, the brewing industry. I know you talked to Patty. Yes. Uh, I just saw Patty last night at, oh, yeah. uh, at an event for Jim Button uh, from okay. Village Brewery. Yep. And uh, Patty and I. Patty's a great dude. Uh, yeah. Makes a really great product. Yes. And I, I pick his brain from time to time. And yep. We have a good relationship. But that's that's what it is in the brewing industry. Same. Yeah. The, the barbecue community is like you that. Bet. And uh, you it's bet. nice to see the beer. Everybody's very friendly. Yep. A, rising, a rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. Yep. And that. everybody's very collaborative. And we like to support our friends that yeah. that uh, that supported us throughout our build-out process. Yep. And, and whatnot. When we were... When we moved to town and we started introducing ourselves to the breweries in town saying hey we're so and so we're opening Prairie Dog Brewing and and a year and a half two years but uh, we started you know making friends and uh, building relationships relationships, and we want to be able to uh, to make sure that people that haven't heard of any of these Calgary breweries that happen to have heard of Prairie Dog or want to come in that 
and they can they can have one of our friends brews as well. Yeah. So the, the beers you're uh, bringing in are all local, primarily. Uh, What's yes. The... Well, we did. Uh, yes, local. Uh, the gluten-free beers that we have are not local, and those are you know they could come from from anywhere. We're trying yeah. to pick the best that the world has to offer as far as that's concerned. We did have a, uh, we're gonna, sorry, we're eventually gonna have a, a special bottle list. So a, there's not a lot of sour breweries in town that do a lot of sours. That's, sour, yeah. That takes an awful lot of time. Yep. We had a, a special Jolly Pumpkin out of Michigan, uh, their band beer, which has won several awards. So we, we do have special bottles every Very now and again, but yeah. everything that's on tap here is made in Alberta. Okay. Awesome. Great yeah. to see that. Uh, the Prairie Dog name, where did that uh, <laughs> come from? Um, Where's uh, the origins there? So my partners don't like me telling the story from okay. my angle, but <laughs> we had, uh, they like to romanticize it a little bit more. Right. And But we had, a, we all came up with a list of names. Yep. We had about 100 names of, that we thought would be good. We narrowed it down to about 20. Uh, Prairie Dog was always my favorite just because it's, I find that it's uh, it's familiar, yes. it's relatable. Yep. Uh, people people hear the name Prairie Dog and like, I think I've heard of you. Yeah. Like even okay. if they haven't, yeah, right? Sure. Like yeah. it's a familiar name. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, the good side of that story is that, that my partners do want me to tell is that you know, prairie dogs are a, they were an endangered species. They're coming back now. Okay. And we liken it to Alberta craft beer where yes. Alberta craft beer used to be a, I wouldn't almost say invasive, but, Almost non-existent. Well, it uh, has been non-existent yeah. because it was hunted to extinction yeah. by the uh, the big guys, yeah. right? Um, but then we owe an awful lot to Graham Sherman and, and Jim Button and the pioneers that yeah. came before us to lobby the government to make sure that small breweries like this could exist. Yeah. Oh, and you great. see with, with the brewing industry now, just like the Prairie Dog, we're coming back after yeah. conservation efforts. Right. Oh. Prairie Dogs are also a very, uh, they're very community focused. They live in families. They live in, I can't remember the name of the, the actual prairie dog family, but they're also very cute little creatures. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, but when you look at our tap handles, when I oh, yeah. heard the name prairie dog, yeah. what I envisioned first was tap handles with prairie dogs standing up yeah. on their hindquarters yeah. like they normally do and just yeah. having a line of them. Yeah. And you see we're starting to fill that out there that Laura, our uh, marketing and, and social director, has yep. uh, has made those in a pottery class. Oh, nice. I just think they look really cool. That's great, yeah. You get yeah. The, a variety of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so by, uh, we'll take a quick break in a second here. Before yeah, we do it. that, um, I noticed on your website the uh, the prairie dog hunt. Yeah. Find the prairie dogs. Tell, uh, tell the folks a little <laughs> about that. And that was an idea that uh, that Laura had that, yep. that came from, you know, there was, when they were living in California, uh, one of the breweries had done something similar to that where they had a contest of whether or not it was finding something and you got something for life. So, so what we have is, before we opened, I believe it was last April or March or whatnot, just yep. at the, the dying, the dying uh, death throes of winter last year. Did it ever end? <laughs> <laughs> We started uh, the prairie dog hunt. So yep. Laura made these these tiny little prairie dogs out of uh, out of clay, yep. and painted them, and she hid them around the town of Calgary. Yep. And uh, there was one every week uh, that she would give out 
she would give out hints and clues on social media as to yep. where they were hidden. And whoever finds one of these prairie dogs wins a, uh, a free sandwich every week for life. Nice. So we have 14 or 15 winners. Yep. That, or maybe, no, I think it's about 10. But these folks can come in uh, any, once, a week, once a week and they get a free sandwich for the rest of their life. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. So it's a good marketing ploy and we yeah. plan on doing it once a year yeah. uh, from now until from now until the tournament, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we've got this uh, beautiful tray of barbecue in front of us. Uh, Going to take a quick break, um, have a bite to eat, and then we'll come back and talk a little about the, uh, the barbecue side yeah, of things Yeah, you here. bet. Let's dig in. Hey, folks, have you checked out the Alberta Barbecue Trail yet? The Passport Program is now up and running. Visit any of the six restaurants to get your copy of the Passport or download your own at www.albertabbqtrail.ca. Get your passport stamped at the restaurants for the chance to win some great prizes. The joints participating in the program are Big Sky Barbecue Pit in Okotoks, Old Smokey's Barbecue Shack in Rocky Mountain House, and in Calgary we have Bell Southern Kitchen and Bar, Big T Smokehouse, Patty's Barbecue and Brewery, and Rocky Mountain Barbecue and Catering. Check the website out for more details and follow us on social media. All right, we are back. Uh, got some full bellies here. Just had some of the. We have the four meat platter. We have the four meats that we produce here. So we yep. got the uh, chicken ribs, pulled pork, and the brisket. The brisket awesome. didn't last long. I no. came back to the table. And <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I was just telling Jay the uh, some certainly some of the best brisket I've had here or in Texas. So uh, that's, that's well, really, well done on that. Really kind of you to say. I uh, excellent. That. What. Uh, Fairly basic kind of salt and pepper rub, or you got some yeah, extra. Yeah, it's, it's coarse pepper coarse and it's pepper. kosher salt. That just uh, yeah, salt and pepper. Texas style, love you it. Betcha. Awesome, excellent. Uh, so let's talk about the menu. You got the four meats you talked about. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going on there in the? Uh, so we do. Uh, so we yeah we do the briskets of course brisket yep. is king and barbecue. Yeah. You have to have brisket if you don't nobody's gonna come see you. Yeah. Uh, we have the chickens, uh, we do the pork shoulders, the bone-in pork, sh- pork shoulders, okay. and uh, we do ribs as well right now. Okay. On Wednesdays, we do uh, we do smoked uh, chicken drums, nice, which go pretty well. People yep. really like those. Yep. Our chickens and our drums, we uh, they're brined for at least uh, 24, 36, 48 hours, nice. depending on how our stocks are going. Yep. The ribs are... The ribs are really a fantastic product. They're uh, they come from Maple Leaf. They're they're, they're St. Louis ribs. They're forty to forty fours. Yeah. Um, I've tried fresh. I've tried so many different ribs in this smoker. Yep. And these are the ones that are, are both best cost point, um, less labor, and you know, they they turn out a pretty good product. Yeah. Not an awful lot of smokering on there today, but yep. it's uh, the rub is you know the rub. Doesn't necessarily make the pork, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it tasty. Yeah, nice, uh, nice addition to yeah. it. Yeah, uh, bone-in, bone-in pork shoulders we use as well. Yeah, um, the bone-in I, I find is important, and my supplier had to specifically get that for me. They didn't right. normally stock a, a bone-in shoulder, but having that extra moisture and cartilage on the inside yeah. is, is definitely uh, and the bone helps with the cooking process too. Right, you get the heat in there. And, yeah, um, and our brisket is. Uh, you know, our brisket, we take care of. Uh, yeah. We had a discussion off tape here. but Yeah, we can go tell me about, about what uh, you were doing. Tell yeah, me so we, we, 
we do it a little bit differently here where we, we cook hot and fast and we cook hot and fast during the day. So instead of having an overnight cooker, what we do is uh, we start the fire at about 6 o'clock in the morning. Our, our prep cook comes in then, uh, trims the briskets the little bit that needs to be done, and uh, we put them on at about 6.30. At uh, the two-hour mark, we open up the cabinet, uh, we spray, we spritz, we moisturize. Yep. We make sure that there's there's water pans in the in the cooker as well to make sure that there's moisture in the cabinet. At the five-hour mark, where the briskets are generally at about 165, 170 degrees, we wrap them in butcher paper. Yep. And then, uh, honestly, it's about eight, eight and a half, nine hours sometimes when at uh, when they're done. Yep. And uh, we use a smaller carcass size yeah. so our briskets are coming in at anywhere from 9 10 sometimes 11 pounds if they're a little bit bigger yeah. but uh, we don't use the big huge packer uh, yeah, the, the 16 that, 17 18 that, pounders yeah that you get out of cargill that yeah. you get out of the feedlots yep. that they're they and when they come they're just there's so much fat on them and yep. then you have to trim it so much and uh, the harmony briskets that we use are there's very little trimming and it works very well for our process where we're cooking hot and fast during the day instead of low and slow overnight. Uh, Harmony said that's a local supplier? Yeah, it's an American company, local supplier. uh, It's Alberta beef, of course. If you try to sell anything other than Alberta beef in Alberta, you're going to get run out of the province real quick. Yep. So they're just uh, northeast of Calgary, grain-fed, grass-finished. Um, it's just a really, really nice product. Yep. It's, it's, you know, they age it properly. They, uh, they, they take really good care of their cattle, and the, the meat's always, always very good. There's, there's never, there's never any pock marks on top. Yep. You've always got a consistent, uh, you've always got a consistent uh, fat cap on the top. And, uh, it's okay. it's just a really great product for what we use. So we now, really from like your end, uh, your side of it, consistency's got to help, right? You don't have to wonder each time you pull one out what you're. You bet. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're you know a little bit smaller of a company, so you get a case of five briskets, and one of them's thirteen pounds, sure, and one of them's seven yeah. and a half. Yeah, of course, yeah. It is what it is. You got to yeah. know your cooker, and you got to know where to place it on the inside to make sure that they're they're getting equally cooked for right. the most part. But. Yeah. It is definitely a consistent product, and we're very happy with the company that we've chose to work with. Awesome. Well, good to have good part business partners, right? Yeah, you bet. It uh, makes all the difference. Uh, we got kind of what, uh, jalapeno cornbread? We got a jalapeno cheddar cornbread. Cheddar, okay, yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, some green onions in there as yeah. well. We make our hush puppies out of the same batter, so we deep fry our, our cornbread batter. and. Nice. Yeah deep fry, bake, and then we serve it with the honey butter as well, and those are those are really nice appetizer. Yeah. Uh, we got the uh, the apple slaw there, which yeah. is, you know, 50% apple, probably 50% okay. uh, cabbage as well. That was a nice, not a real heavy uh, heavy dressing on there, so yeah. just a nice compliment to the heavier <laughs> meats, right? Yeah. We had to change our original recipe because the dressing that we were using was just, there was so much salt in it that it was... It was extracting all of the uh, the moisture out of the cabbage, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was ending up uh, pretty soppy. Yeah. So we we mix everything up and then we dress it yeah. kind of hours before service. Yeah, you don't want to let it sit too long. Right? Yeah, you bet. And we had the pickled veg. Pickled vegetables are yeah. made by uh, made by our head prep cook Scott. Yeah. Uh, Scott is uh, assistant pit master. He's a fantastic guy. I hope awesome. he listens to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we owe, we owe an awful lot of. Uh, uh, 
the goodness of our, our product to him. He takes care of the meat. He's he's very attentive to, to detail, and he has a he has a schedule, and he has uh, you know repetition is very important to him, and, and he makes sure that. He does the same thing every time to, to produce the best product that he can, but pickles are kind of his specialty. Right. Yeah. Um, he's he's done it an awful lot before in the past, and he likes to he'll pickle anything. So right. I, every time I'm ordering something, whether it be Tuesdays or Fridays for Francisco or for whatever, like Scott, what do you need for vegetables? What's seasonal? What do you want to do? And he's ordered me this, this, and this, and he just goes at it. And he he's got a different. He's got a different brine, and he's got a different thing for every vegetable that he wants awesome. to do, and then he mixes yeah. it all up eventually when they're yeah. done. And he's he's just he's a really great happen. dude, and he's yeah. he's uh, he's really great at what he does. Yeah, there's a barbecue place uh, down in I think it's San Antonio. The name's escaping me right now. I've heard the guy on a, another podcast or two, and he uh, they do a pickled cactus down there. Mm. So something uh, you can tell Scott and keep yeah. his eyes open. For <laughs> Uh, we don't get an awful lot of cactus up here. Yeah, you might yeah. have to import that. Yeah, bring it in. That'd be a good idea. There you go. Yeah, something new. Yeah, write that down, Scott. Yeah, Let's yeah. try that. And you got the beans. We have the pork and beans. Pork and beans. Yeah. Uh, so we throw our uh, pork shoulder on there. Nice, yeah. uh, Scott also makes the beans. We use a, a dry pinto bean that, that pinto. soaks for a couple days. Yeah. And then he's... I think we're still, still trying to perfect the actual recipe. Um, yeah. We're always trying to tinker and make things better. But of course. It's night and day from from when we first started. Instead of using, uh, I'll be honest, when he made he made some beans with the uh, the canned kidney beans, and, okay. and those were really good too. But yeah. we kind of uh, we want to go authentic, and yeah. we order the dry pintos, and, and we soak them, and yeah. we we want to we always want to get better at what we're doing. So awesome. he's always making little adjustments and trying to get better next time. So. Excellent. Anything else menu-wise you'd like to kind of put out there? Uh, we, we had some of the Alabama white sauce here. Yeah, we had the Alabama white sauce, which is something that Scott and I worked on. Uh, the uh, the Kansas City red sauce that we have as well is, okay. is really quite popular, Carolina gold sauce. We're working on another one. Um, I'm not going to give away too much, but the first couple times I've tried it, it didn't work out to my liking, but we're working on a... We're working on a black pepper sauce that's okay. that's coming. Um, Scott's got a hot sauce as well that he makes that uh, we don't necessarily well we don't always put it out on the table, but when somebody asks for it, there you go. they get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but the, we're we're just about to start bottling our our three main barbecue sauces so we can sell for retail. Retail, yeah. Uh, but you know we're we're a barbecue joint, but we're also a full uh, we're a full class A restaurant. Right. So. You know, sandwiches for lunch. We got some really great burgers. Our, our Boren Bison burger is really taken off. Um, it's a little bit more on the expensive side, but some people have just really fallen in love with it. Our president, brewmaster Jared, yep. eats this Boren Bison burger. That's at a mix least, of Boren and Bison. Yeah, it's 50/50. oh nice. Okay. Well, our other burger, our, our Prairie Dog Burger, is uh, not made with Prairie Dogs. Stop asking people. <laughs> our dog burger is uh, it's a 50-50 brisket and uh, ground pork. We make them all in-house. We press them in-house, uh, seasoned as well. So the burgers go really well. We make our own bacon in-house as well. I've got some beef bacon working that's going to be okay. ready tomorrow is Friday. We're going to smoke it tomorrow. Saturday, we're going to do a beef bacon special, so we're going to do some candied beef bacon cups. 
and we're going to offer uh, beef bacon as an upgrade to our regular bacon. Okay. Um, but our regular bacon's really cool too. We, uh, being a brewery, we try to incorporate as much beer into our recipes as possible. Yep. So our our bacon is uh, there is yeah. There is uh, there is uh, beer in the beans, but that's been boiled out, and uh, there's there's no alcohol left in that. You'd have to eat an awful lot of beans to feel any kind of a buzz whatsoever. But I've got my 15 year old daughter here asking. <laughs> we, well, we put a, we put an awful lot of beer in our poutine gravy as well, um, but again, that all gets boiled out. And it's it's we're really after the flavor there to make it a little bit more unique. But to back to the bacon, uh, we use. Uh, we use hops. We use hops in our care. So I was originally using hop salts. So I was taking hops, mixing in the kosher salt, and yeah. then waiting three months for the for the salt to take on the aromas and flavors of the hops. All right. And then I decided to just cut out the middleman, and we grind up hops, and we put it in our cure now. Okay, nice. So this little, little green tinge on the outside. Flavor, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of an extra kind of uh, a bitter flavor to the... Mm-hmm. To the nice uh, mouth feel that bacon has always bacon. been. Nice. Yeah, interesting. One of the other unique things that we do is uh, I mentioned our poutine, but we we bread our cheese curds. We bread and deep fry our cheese curds. So there's like an Italian breading that we use our uh, we use our uh, brioche buns that we make in house. So we have a spent grain brioche. So we use a portion of the spent grain that's left over after the brewing process, and we throw that into our brioche recipe. Okay. And uh, so there's flecks of barley in our in our buns, and then when after a day or two days, we grind those up into breadcrumbs, and then we use those for our cheese curds. Yeah. Oh, awesome. The prep guys hate doing it because yeah. it's so labor intensive. But I tell you what, it's a it's a pretty good product. I I really enjoy it a lot. Some people are it's it's kind of polarizing for some people. We've had somebody that was very angry that they got a poutine with, breaded, with deep fried yeah. breaded cheese curds, yeah. but that's fine. He was a little bit of a he was a little bit of a weirdo anyway. Yeah. He had, all, he had <laughs> other things to complain right? about for yeah. sure. Yeah. But we try to make as much as we can in house. We try to incorporate beer into the recipes yeah. as much as possible, and. You know, along that same vein, we, we try to incorporate uh, not necessarily food into the beer as much as possible, but the, it's, a, it's a really collaborative effort there. The stout that I'm drinking right now, the yeah. oats that went into this beer, we, we smoked in Clifford. So we smoked okay, the yeah. oats. Yeah. We're uh, actually a beer that's coming up. We're uh, one of the beers that we did for this past beer fest, which was called Smoke on the Lauder, that we did with uh, Last Best as a collaboration. All right. We've been given the uh, the go ahead to produce that beer again. Okay. So we're gonna smoke a, a really big portion of the barley that goes into that beer, and it's um, it's a really smoky, lagerish type of beer. Yeah. It's it's very very good. It was awesome. very well received yeah. at, at Beer Fest. But we try to have a collaborative effort between everybody on the staff. So our our bartender. Charles, actually, you can yeah. see him back Serving there. He's, yeah. he's giving a uh, he's giving a tour to his friends right now. Okay. But Charles is a process engineer. He's yeah. straight from France. Um, one of the uh, one of the most key people that we have here. Where he's he's an engineer by trade, okay. and he applied for a bartender position, and he wanted to get into brewing. Yeah. We didn't have a brewer's position, but he's kind of weaseled his way in Squeeze there. 
he's making sure that that everything is getting done properly yeah. that all of our policies and procedures are getting done there he also works very closely with my uh, my sister-in-law Sarah who's an yeah. analytical chemist okay she has a master's degree in chemistry she has a lab in the back yeah and she heads up our quality control awesome. so we have a we have a bona fide scientist okay yeah. and the founder staff and yeah. that's another thing that makes us a little bit more unique is that we have five founders and each yeah. one of us has a very uh, skilled background in what we what we do and what okay, we got did. Your and area of expertise. We're very complimentary. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so there's there's an awful lot of us to go around to, to make sure that everything's getting done properly. So yeah. I hope I didn't go too far off track. No, not at all, not at all. I, just, no, I like yeah. talking about the company. It's yeah. it's been a wild ride so far. For sure. Well, it's yeah. great. Uh, you got great stuff going. So what? Uh, why should people come down to Prairie Dog? What should they look for when they're here? Uh, come down for the atmosphere. Come down for the food. Uh, come down for the beer. Um, we are. We opened our doors before we had our own beers on tap. Okay. And the restaurant really carried the business for the yeah. first two months. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me, but uh, as much as we are a barbecue joint, we are a brewery, yeah. and we we focus on both of those, yeah. and they're both equally important to us. But uh, I tell you what, come down because our staff are just amazing. Yeah. We have really, really great people here. It was. Uh, the first, <clears throat> pardon me again, the first 35 people that we hired, my HR manager and myself sat down with these people over two weeks. We did 50, 60 interviews and um, we hired based on personality and attitude, not necessarily experience, abilities. We wanted good people. We had to look at ourselves and we had to look at them and say, can I get along with this person? Yep. Um, is this person going to be trouble or is this person going to be, is this a good person? Yeah, and it's hard to yeah. get at that no, with, with interviews and yeah, without directly and asking to, that. Yeah. But well, those, the other stuff you can teach, right? The other, you can, you can teach, teach skills. Teach you somebody bet. how to wait tables or whatever, but, uh, but you people can. that have those uh, character traits, they you can't bet. teach that. You can't, I, uh, I hear you. you can't teach being a good person Absolutely. and doing the right thing. Yep. And that's one thing that we always try to tell ourselves and remind ourselves and remind our staff is that whenever you're at an impasse trying to make a decision, whether it's talking to a guest or doing something, it's do the right thing. Yep. Always have that at the forefront of your mind. Do the right thing and always be humble. So always say thank you. Always, always, just just be a good person. Uh, Don't be a jerk. (laughs) Good rule to live by, right? Yeah, you bet. Uh, One thing we didn't mention, uh, I see, you know, Young ones running around, family friendly, kid family friendly. Family friendly, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, kids are allowed up until ten o'clock. We close ten o'clock uh, generally most of the days. Friday, yeah. Saturdays, we're open until midnight. Okay. But um, in, in order to alleviate a lot of the stress on uh, our kitchen staff being able to get home with transit on time, um, we need to close the kitchen at ten o'clock. Sure. So. Yeah. But who's who's bringing out a five-year-old after ten That's o'clock at night? Shouldn't be right. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else before we wrap up, Jay? You want to throw up there? I don't think so. I no, think it's been a covered good it all, conversation. I think, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that. Well, this hey, Jay, really, thank really you. Cool. The great food. you got a great place here. Uh, folks, get on down here to Prairie Dog. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Just and, come uh, back anytime. Oh, we will for sure. Mention yeah. this podcast and I'll come out and I'll give you a high five. All high right. fives are important here. Right. Oh, you know what? One thing I should mention, we're service included. So we pay everybody a living wage. Everybody is paid well above minimum wage. Um, Service included means uh, 
there's no tip required. So we've turned that option off of our payment processors. Uh, the menu price that you see is the price that you pay. There's no need to add 15 or 20 percent or whatever it is on top of that. Nice. Our people are taken care of, yeah. and uh, it's not your responsibility to take care of them with a tip. So no, that's uh, I'm sure people appreciate that. Uh, yep, you know, absolutely. Good people, good yep. times. Yeah, right on, Jay. Thank you very much. Project. Thank you. Appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, right. getting back down here. Yeah. All right, folks, that is a wrap on another show, another episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to check out our show sponsor, www.prairiebbq.com, for their award-winning rubs and sauces, including my favorite, the Big Beef Rub. Really tasty on those nice big cuts of beef that we're so fond of here in Alberta. Check them out, folks, at retailers around Alberta or www.prairiebbq.com. Huge thank you to Jay and the team at Prairie Dog Brewing. Go check them out and give them a follow on social media. You will find all of their links in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a subscription, a rating. That five-star rating would be outstanding if you like what you're hearing. And a review. Share the show with your friends. And I would love to hear your comments on the show. You can catch me on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. Email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Check out the Alberta BBQ Trail at www.albertabbqtrail.ca for info on the passport program. A couple weeks left in that. Uh, But still lots of opportunity to get out and sample those participating restaurants. Next week's episode is my conversation with a local Calgary barbecue fan trying to break into the market fabricating custom offset smokers. Check it out next week. As always, thank you to Alan Horbin for all the wonderful music and background tracks on the show here. Thank you, Alan. And until next time, everybody, keep on smoking. This has been a production of www.eatmarbarbecue.ca.